We had an adventure here recently. My daughter in love and I were rolling my luggage out through the garage to load it into her car. She was driving me to the airport for my flight. And as we were leaving the garage, I saw that the Catch Master sticky board, you know, those things that catch critters, it was upside down and there was a tail flipping back and forth from underneath the sticky board. Uh oh, time for some courage steps. Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker known for sharing biblical insights that are practical and inspiring. Now back to today's valuable study. (laughs) Well, I made an executive decision that morning. I decided to leave it there until I returned from my trip a few days later. That way, it would be done thrashing, or at least that's what I thought. When I returned from the conference, I noticed that the board was moved a bit from where I first saw it. I knew that the creature had moved it, but I still couldn't tell what was under there. The tail sort of looked like a gecko tail or maybe a skink, but I suspected from the patterns that unfortunately it was more likely to be a snake. Oh no. In a nutshell, Here's how I handled this situation by taking courage steps. Step one was to wait and let it die before disposing of it, or at least I thought it would either be dead or lose some vigor. (laughs) Step number two was to put on some garden gloves and crank up my courage and flip over the card. I picked up the card with a garden tool, and when I flipped it over, I was shocked to see an over two-foot snake attached to the card. It had folded itself along, and the more it moved, the more stuck it got. So it tried to slither off, but it was firmly stuck. And how's this for creepy? It was still breathing. It was like moving up and down. And step three in my courage steps was to get this card with the snake on it into a plastic bag, which would then allow me to drop it into the trash. Now, don't judge me and don't write to me telling me I should have tried to set it free. Ha! I don't know enough about snakes to be taking chances like that. Step four was to quickly replace that sticky trap. (laughs) This experience reminded me of how it's better to handle things that frighten or intimidate us in steps rather than trying to do everything at once. Let's consider how we can face our own challenges by turning them into courage steps. Step number one, ask God for guidance. There are so many prayer patterns in the Psalms that are perfect for everyday life. Listen to what the Psalmist Davis prayed in Psalm 31, verses 2 through 3, when he had a challenge to face and he needed direction. He said this, Bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. God is our rock and our fortress. We can come to him boldly in prayer, asking him to lead us and guide us whenever we need it. And we can count on him to answer us in due season. Now, there's a hint in those last three words, in due season, which leads to courage step number two, wait for God's answer. You know that rushing into our own solutions could get us hurt, right? We're not always good at waiting, but it is good for us to keep practicing. 
Waiting on the Lord is not something we inherit from birth. It's something we develop over time. Did you realize that it takes more courage to wait than it does to barge ahead? Listen to this practical, well-known reminder from Psalm 27:14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, the problem with familiar verses is that we often know them, but we treat them as optional. What good does it do to memorize Scripture if we have no intention of applying it to our lives? Some of the verses are so familiar to us, we even know them as songs. But do we mean it when we sing it, or are we just mouthing the words? The verse says, wait on the Lord. Now, when we sing it, we put an and in there. You probably know the song, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. But notice that there's no and in the verse. It's wait on the Lord, and then there's a colon indicating that there's more to come. Now we have the next instruction, be of good courage, which means there's going to be some fear involved in this process. But what a beautiful promise follows the call for courage. God will strengthen our hearts, but we must do our part, which is summed up at the end of the verse when we're told again to wait, I say, on the Lord. The repetition is for our learning. The cost of courage is obedience. The payoff is strength. And finally, courage step number three is to let God direct us. God knows the best way for us to handle our challenges, and he even knows the outcome. We make poor directors of our own steps, you know. And the prophet Jeremiah realized this reality. Listen to what he said in Jeremiah 10, 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. You know who can direct our steps? God, because God is the perfect director. Here's another familiar passage from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which proves this truth. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. The instructions here in this passage create a list. Are we familiar with the list or do we know this verse so well we're not listening to it anymore? That's a risk with familiarity. Trust God with the whole heart. That's the first thing on the list. Don't follow your heart. That's the next thing in the list. Acknowledge God in everything, and then we get the promise that he shall direct our paths. God is the ultimate navigator because he can see the destination before we arrive. Trusting God to direct our steps protects us and leads us to the outcome that he wants for our lives. Now back to the snake story. Remember how I waited and left the creature on the sticky trap rather than moving closer to see what was connected to that thrashing tail? (laughs) I didn't have to handle it right then and there. I was all dressed up for the airport and I had my mind on the conference. What if I had flipped over that sticky trap only to get bitten by a snake? I tried to use Google Lens after the fact to identify the snake from the photo I took but it was coming up as venomous, and yet we don't know that for certain. Still, I could have ended up in the ER instead of on a flight to a conference. But by waiting and not taking chances, I was able to catch the flight and deal with the critter later when I came back and it was safe. When it comes to taking courage steps, timing matters. Although the snake wasn't completely dead when I returned, (laughs) it was still breathing, it was calm 
and it was calm enough for me to safely dispose of it. When we let our challenges lose some of their vigor, we can approach the situation with a calmer head and a God-given strategy. Sometimes we must make decisions in the moment. Sometimes that happens. But when we don't have to do this, there is wisdom in waiting for the right timing to work a plan God's way. Here's a good reminder from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. This was true in the Old Testament, and it's still true today. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.